these, these lists, these guys, put it, like I almost don't do them, right? Every day in my inbox for email, it's like, hey, new survey out from donkeysmack.com, yeah. whatever. You're like, oh, okay. It's just some way to get your website You used to be blocking Donkey Smack. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. At 8.15 here on Wisconsin's Morning News, 9.15 on the East Coast, where I'm just seeing now the chief of police um, in one of the communities near Lewiston where the mass shooting played out. Um, this is a nearby community in Lisbon. He is uh, updating the situation. So we want to get you the latest information on that continued search for a suspect accused of killing at least 16 people, many more hospitalized, multiple locations shot up by this active shooter. In and, Maine, we should in mention. Maine. Yeah. yeah, sorry. And... Uh, and a common theme emerging in this, another what potentially could have been a mass shooting situation right here in Wisconsin. And we'll uh, kind of dig into that here in this segment this morning. First, let's get you up to date on the search for uh, this. Well, they've only called them thus far, Eric, a person of interest. Yeah, it's they're pretty. There's a lot of pretty sure that's the guy. guy. Pretty sure. Yeah, his name is Robert Card. Called a person of an interest after a deadly night in Maine, a manhunt now underway. Residents here are waking up, many of whom probably assumed that he would have been captured by now, but very much being warned that this is a continuously continues to be a dangerous situation, that he should be considered armed and dangerous, and, and they are asking people to, to take precautions and protect themselves at this point. Bradley Bradford from CBS. ABC's Whit Johnson has more on what happened last night. We have an active shooter. We have multiple injuries. The first 911 call coming in around 7 p.m. from a local bowling alley hosting a youth night for kids bowling league. Authorities releasing surveillance images showing the suspected gunman armed with a rifle where he began his killing spree. The suspect then traveling about four miles to the second shooting scene at a local bar and restaurant. Dozens injured. So again, the suspect is Robert Card. He has a history of military service. He's a firearms instructor, recently spent two weeks at a mental health facility after allegedly hearing voices and threatening to shoot up a National Guard facility. They're saying as of now at least 16 are dead. We've seen that number move a little bit, but reluctant to announce a, a new number at this point just because it's all very fluid. We do expect to hear from authorities in Maine within the next hour or so. And right now what this chief of police in one of those neighboring communities is saying that they still haven't found the shooter. They're working to try to locate him at this point. And so they're telling people who are around Lewiston to still shelter in place, right. to remain vigilant, all of those things. So this is still a very active situation at this hour. Sharing with you some new information this morning as well on the man who was shot dead by Germantown police after they reportedly came under fire on the rooftop of Kennedy Middle School. That was earlier this week, as you recall. Authorities have not yet identified the shooter, but his family has. TMJ4 News, uh, Bruce Harrison tracked him down, uh, tracked down the family in Lake Villa, Illinois. That's northern Illinois, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So they identify the gunman as 32-year-old Kevin Foy. Here's, uh, here's Bruce on a little bit more. Joe Foy, speaking off camera, says he drove to Germantown Monday night to find his brother, Kevin Foy, who told him his truck had broken down. Joe says Kevin was there to pick up items he'd bought at auction to later sell. Joe says he didn't find him, but did see a lot of police cars. So that checks out with what authorities have said about the incident. Guy at the auto repair shop acting strangely took off on foot. 
Some folks at the shop, I believe, were the first to call police and mm-hmm. say, I don't, know, I don't know what we got here, but this is out of place. Wasn't acting right. Yeah, right. Later reportedly stealing parking signs at the nearby school, then said to be wearing a ski mask, attempting entry to the school, wherein students and others were still there. There were sports activities and other things going on on Monday night. Now, authorities said police tracked the gunman to the rooftop of the school where they say he fired on them first. That's when they returned fire. Ultimately, he was killed. They did provide life-saving uh, attempts, but they could not revive him. So that gunman was shot and killed. So more on who this man was from TMJ4's Bruce Harrison. Joe says Kevin served two tours in Afghanistan and suffered from PTSD. And Joe says while the family tried to get him help, he showed little interest. Joe Foy says Kevin was a licensed concealed carry holder, and they can't imagine Kevin would ever intend to harm anyone. So learning a lot more about him, what remains unclear this morning still is why authorities have yet to officially identify him or what else their investigation has revealed. All Germantown schools, I will pass on, except Kennedy, uh, reopened yesterday. Staff back at Kennedy today and students expected to return on Monday. So that's the situation in Germantown. But the common theme here in both of these stories is you have people with a history of military service. They are veterans, or in the case of our guy in Maine, actually was somewhat still at, right? He was still an active reservist. Yes, firearms expert. And suffering from recent mental health issues. So we're going to tap into our friend here, our sports guy, Brandon Snide, who served um, both in Iraq and Afghanistan in the United States Army. And Brandon, in the past with us, has been super open about things that he has dealt with and struggled with. And so we're going to get some perspective from him next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Twenty-five on Wisconsin's Morning News. Again, the search still underway for the mass shooter in Maine. Shot up a bowling alley that was full of kids. Nearby bar as well. Do we know more about the Walmart distribution center? That seems to be like still hoping to get more. Right, yeah. There's a third location potentially. Really fluid since they haven't found this guy yet. And this guy, like our guy who was shot by police in Germantown, is an Army veteran. In fact, there was a report that uh, he may still be an active reservist. I want to bring in our Iraq War, Iraq and Afghanistan veteran, uh, Brandon Snide, who's also the sports guy in the morning and producer here at WTMJ. Uh, first, you just said something interesting, Brandon, about uh, speaking about the guy in Maine who mm-hmm. is still out there right now. And, and in terms of whether he's still active in the military, he had an observation that may contradict that. Yeah, the, the, the hair, like the first telltale signs, like he has a, you know, grown beard. His hair looks a little bit longer. Standards, obviously, in the military were... Uh, prohibits that you know length of hair on your face and in your hair and your head. So again, he could have been you know off you know the reservist that's one once a month you know one week in a month two weeks a year. So it could have been a period of where he's just off and it just it definitely was eye opening for me to look at it you know and see like eh, it's kind of interesting. So when you hear stories like the one here in Germantown and then the situation in Maine, given the fact that both in both cases it sounds like struggling with some type mm-hmm. of PTSD, mental illness, depression, what have you. What what do you think of? What is that what does that bring to mind for you? Uh it it you know it it, it hurts, you know, because and, and again, I'm not defending what happened in these you know in these cases. Obviously, these it was completely wrong and uh you just hope, you know, they figure out, you know, where he is and and get that situation figured out, but it's a real ongoing issue in our country and and through our veterans. Personally for myself, like Vince, you mentioned, I deployed to both Iraq and Afghanistan. I lost more friends to suicide than I lost while we were serving. No, you didn't. 
So really, it you know you come uh. home and you're given all the resources, right? And and credit to the VA, credit to the government. I know they get a lot of you know flack here and there. They've done a tremendous job with you know providing those resources, whether it be you know counseling or therapy or you know certain medication, whatnot. Um, but y- there's only so much you can do from 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 a VA standpoint to help individuals if they don't want to be helped, uh, if they don't think that they need to be helped, then, don't know how to be helped. Then they maybe don't know how to be helped. Uh, I know for. Uh, for my friends that that came home and and just had enough, they felt that they couldn't be helped, um, and it's a it, it's a real mental illness. But the core of it is where do, where do you where, how do you solve it? So why does that happen? Explain the PTSD a little bit, if you would. Is it a matter of what they saw? Is it a matter of what you may have done that you can't reconcile with? Is it a matter of now I'm back home stateside and I'm just supposed to drop the kids off at school and, and shopping go to for work. groceries. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a real struggle. Um, it's I'll speak, I'll speak on a personal yeah. uh, experience cause I, I don't want to speak for everybody. Uh, for me, it's what I saw, what I had to do. And now you come home and you, you act like it didn't happen and you mm-hmm. mentally can't compartmentalize with that. Like how, you know, I'm supposed to drive down the road and there's a box or a garbage can on the side of the road. And when I was in, the, you know, when I was overseas, we treated that something differently. And you, you, you can't adapt. Yeah, that's you can't, an IED. You can't right. flip your brain. It, it doesn't operate like that. Some people can. I've been able to figure it out. You know, I dealt with it. Uh, and you know, when I first got out of the army in 2019, mentally, I struggled a lot. I was in therapy, uh, you know, counseling. I, I struggled to adapt to what we call civilian life because mm-hmm. it is a completely different life. It is completely different. Everything about it is completely different. And for me, it was just trying to figure out ways to cope with, okay, this is my life now. And some people just cannot do that. And for me personally, it was the things that I saw, the things that I went through. And then also the thought of people that this is something that people don't necessarily always talk about. Yes. If you go overseas and you deploy, you're going to see things that you don't want to see, but you also, you also leave in a life that you're never going to get back. And for me, that was a lot because my friends that I was with, we were brothers I mean, we were, we were really, we really, I had two of them stand up in my wedding. I mean, we were really brothers and you don't have that, you know, camaraderie ever again. And you just fail to adapt to the life. And there's nothing in your brain. Even if a doctor is telling you, Hey, we can give you this. We can give you that. We can provide this. We can provide that. It doesn't matter. And, and, and people at the, will reach the end of their line and, and these guys will reach the end of the line and they will think that nothing else matters. And unfortunately, you know, things like this happen. Is there like Eric and I are pretty good. You know, for you, Not we've really oh my helped gosh. you a lot, right? Us two boobs. <laughs> right, you know. Actually, I do think, I think about we've that. been really good for you. <laughs> I, I do think about that a lot, though. Like you have to like sit in here sometimes and listen to us two morons like jabber on something or act like complain we, about anything or, that's happened. Yeah, yeah, in our complain lives, about right. anything. It's, it's, you say that because actually this morning, but I didn't know you were going to bring me onto the show. I didn't. I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't even know the active shooter was a veteran. Uh, I was driving to work this morning. It's, it's warm outside. I had the windows down in my truck and. The smell of the fresh air, the the humidity in the air brought me back to when I was stationed in like Georgia. Hmm. And I and I thought of like, man, I remember getting up this early in the morning. We were running five miles a yeah, day. Yeah. And it hits and then you get a sense of excitement, like, oh yeah, I remember this. And then you also, as I'm driving, I feel a little bit sad because I'm like, man, I don't have that anymore. I don't have I can't go and talk to somebody that's exactly relating to the issues I'm having. You know, I could write a book about the guys that I served with. They could write a book about me. They knew everything. They knew my family. They knew what family members were crazy. Sure. They knew everything, you know, and yeah. you, 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 there's nothing that will ever fill that. And, and, it's, and it's tough to find that. I still struggle with it to this day. I tell my wife all the time, you know, I, I, I miss 
that aspect of my life. Now, that's part of it. The other part of it is obviously when you suffer from PTSD, you suffer from, you know, traumatizing issues that in instances that happened while you were overseas. And and to be able to put that all into one and to be able to try to figure all of that out and, and, and figure out the core of the issue is extremely hard. And some people can do it. Um, and some people just cannot, and it's not a, it's not an excuse for any behavior that right. we have seen. Um, but unfortunately I've had to lay multiple uh, brothers down uh, six feet into the ground because they just reached the end of what they thought was their, uh, of their line. And, and it's terrible. And you know, the, the VA is doing, they're, they're reaching out to, you know, holistic Medicaid, you know, you know, things that try to figure out as far as the mental side of things. So they're doing their part. I will give the VA credit. They are Man, they call my phone every other day. I'm like, now what? <laughs> yes, I'm good. I'm good. Yes. Uh, but, you know, so it, it's an issue that's obviously ongoing. We saw it with Vietnam. You know, there was a big issue with Vietnam uh, as well. So I think the VA and the government has learned from from those those wars. But unfortunately, you know, it's, it's going to keep happening. Uh, folks on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line also uh, thanking you for your service as well this morning. Thank so you. appreciate that. And I know Brandon does. Thanks for sharing that today. Yeah, absolutely. It is 832 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Wisconsin's morning news. Appreciate uh, the comments coming in to, uh, for our teammate here, Brandon, and what he went through in Iraq and Afghanistan and for having the courage to share that with us and with you this morning. This morning, for the first time in weeks, Americans are waking up with the Speaker of the House, Eric. We have the speakers hey, installed. How about that? What do you know about him? Well, his Mike. name is Mike Johnson. Hey, Mike. <laughs> That's all I know, really. And heretofore, you hadn't probably ever heard this guy's name, right? He's just kind of in there. I am a little confused what changed yesterday because he sounds like the same type of person that many Republicans were voting against before, but now they're all on the same page. Yeah, let me give you his first moments here as Speaker of the House. Mr. Speaker! Mr. Speaker! Mr. Speaker! The total number of votes cast is 429, of which the Honorable Mike Johnson of the state of Louisiana has re- received 220 votes. Retire from the chamber to escort the speaker elect to the chair. The country demands strong leadership of this body, and we must not waver. Our, our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. The first bill that I'm going to bring to this floor in just a little while will be in support of our de- dear friend Israel, and we're overdue in getting that done. Mr. Speaker, there he is, Republican of Louisiana, Mike Johnson, your House Speaker. And he did get that bill passed, as uh, promised, bipartisan support, overwhelming support for the resolution on as Israel. As expected. It's got 100% support from Republicans present. You notice the vote was 220. 221 Republicans in the uh, Who wasn't House of there? Representatives. Our guy. Among those not present, Wisconsin Congressman Derek Van Orden, who is still on his solo fact-finding mission to Israel. 
Uh, so he was not present for that vote. Rest mm. of the GOP caucus out of Wisconsin, uh, delegation, if you will, um, voted for the Speaker Johnson. As they had voted and block, right? Uh, there were no dissensions in any of whoever they floated out as the nominee. Uh, the Wisconsin delegation voted for the rules generally have been before all the uh, shenanigans were played was that, okay, whoever gets the most votes behind closed doors, that's who everyone gets behind on the floor. So that's what the Wisconsin delegation had been doing. You know, looking back on this. So now you you got your new house speaker and and people can debate whether or not this is the right person for the job or or not. I guess looking back on the process, I, you just mentioned, like, traditionally what happens is the one who gets the most votes becomes the nominee, then everybody falls in line and just, yep, I. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for, for disagreement within the conference. Something to be said for ideological differences within the conference. Something to be said for, why is it a foregone? Why do I have to vote I? Why can't I argue? Why can't I? Whatever. So I, there's something to be said totally for Totally agree with that. It but got go to ahead. a point of dysfunctionality here, obviously. Sure. But I guess my point is, if you're going to cause the dysfunction to start, why do you stop now? Are we back where we started? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly this is exactly right. the, there were there were certain Republicans who said from the beginning, this type, what Mike Johnson is, who he is like, you know, he's a MAGA guy. Was endorsed and celebrated Gates here by super former excited. President Trump. Yep. Yeah, Trump is super excited about him. He tried to end the election. He wasn't a backer of the 2020 election. So everything that some of these Republicans were against before... Three days ago. As they opposed Jim Jordan, for example, yeah. as they opposed Emmer. But now they're okay with here. That's the part I don't get. Like, what caused the flip just because it's been three weeks? At some point, the, right, the clock kept ticking and was like, we got to get back yeah. to work. So anyway. That is done, at least for now. 845. We got ourselves a 5Q. Tell us about it. Who's our, very, you tell us who our guest is? Ooh, uh, maybe maybe that'll be the tease. Oh, we have a very a Bucks opening night 5Q in our special guest expert. We'll have that answer next. Eight forty-eight on Wisconsin's morning news. Excited for this one this morning. Bucks tip off the regular season at Fiserv Forum tonight. Six thirty tip. Six o'clock pregame here on WTN. You know what that means. Five Q. And now, obviously, a tremendous talent. Time. He's a great guy. For the five Q. And I think you hear everybody say that. All right. Yes. Okay. The Wisconsin Morning News 5Q is when we ask a panel a series of questions about a specific topic, and then we compare our answers with that of an expert. Today, our topic is the NBA and opening night, in honor of opening night, of course, of your Milwaukee Bucks. Our guest is former Milwaukee Buck and Laker, former Marquette star, NBA champion, Uh, Tony Stud. There you go. Thank you. ESPN Milwaukee teammate of ours, Tony Smith. So I got our answer from Tony. Now we'll ask the panel. We'll start with this one. Number one of the five Q. What's your favorite opening night memory? Your favorite opening night memory. Now uh, recently, so it would have been 2021 after we won the championship. Uh, Mark Cast with the Milwaukee Business Journal took my wife and me. We were there for you know they did the unveiling, they yeah. dropped the banner, all the stuff. Super special. Deb, you took mine. Okay, that's a good one, though. Not a bad one. That's a good one. Okay, what did Tony Smith have to say? Being super nervous, uh, my rookie season with the Los Angeles Lakers, and wondering if I'm going to get in or I'm not going to get in. Did you get in? I don't remember. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, number two of the five key. What's the most amazing thing you've ever done on a basketball court? Debbie? Has nothing to do with basketball. It no. happens to be when I... <laughs> Uh, okay, it is a basketball court. We had a taekwondo tournament, and I won first place in my division for my taekwondo form. Yeah, you did. So there we go. Love it. I'm a terrible basketball player. Two left hands. I'm short. This wasn't my game, right? <laughs> okay. But we all played intramural hoops at Tosi East. I swear one night, and I, I still can't fully reconcile this, I swear one night I couldn't miss. And I just threw up everything, and everything I threw up went in. And to the point, like... <laughs> You're closing your eyes. I'm thinking, like, like I might go out for the basketball team. One time in my life, <laughs> never again. It worked once. Just like that one good one day time. on the golf course, right? Okay, what's the most amazing thing you ever did on a basketball court, Tony Smith? Man, I've done a few. Um, scored 44 against the Badgers at their uh, own place. I also dunked on Shaq. Scored more than Michael Jordan in the fourth quarter to win a game. Uh, a couple things. A couple things. All right. <laughs> all right. Your favorite Milwaukee Buck of all time, Vince. Man, I got to go back to old school, and I think it's just because my friend Kev had a Terry Cummings poster in his room. It was the one with the gold Pumas, and okay. it said, like, preview of Cummings attractions. Ooh, <laughs> that was pretty all sweet. All right. Debbie. I'm going to say Giannis. Hard not to. Yeah, I, I mean, know. Right. Yanni, Yanni, Yanni. I always like Michael Red. He's always my guy for some reason. All right, Tony Smith. Ray Allen, best of all time, too, because oh, yeah, he loved Ray. Milwaukee. Your favorite Milwaukee Buck of all time, Tony? Oh, that's, that's hard. That one hurts right there. I, I hate picking favorites. I'm going to go with Sidney Moncrief. All right. Sid Mo. That's a good one. Good one. Could also pick himself. All right, so. <laughs> so oh, me. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Mr. Smith. Um, they're doing something new this year in the NBA. They're having an in-season tournament. So during the season, there's going to be a couple of rounds of an in-season playoff, if you will. And then they're going to go back to the, the regular season. So in-season tournament, yay or nay? Does this make sense to you, Debbie Lausica? I think it's interesting. I'm mixing things up a little bit. Why not? Is it, is it going to do – is there any negatives to it? I don't think so. Mm, all right. Yeah, I'm with Deb. I'm for it until I'm against it. We'll see how it plays. There we right. go. Yay or nay? Tony, in-season tournament, yay or nay? Nay, because it's not really a tournament. It's some wonky thing that they created. So no. Okay. Yeah, but we're gonna watch. <laughs> we are gonna watch. Okay, best halftime entertainment. What is the best halftime entertainment, Vince? Anything involving kids. Bring out the little ones to shoot baskets or contest or whatever. Anything involving kids. I do like seeing mascots just blow it up, little oh. kids. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know what, man? I'm going to go with that. Or they're tackling them or just right. blocking everyone. Mascot hijinks wins every time. Debbie. Back to Taekwondo. We have uh, J.K. Lee has a, a yearly halftime uh, show for all of their stuff. So nice. there you go. Best halftime entertainment, Tony Smith. Red Panda is it's Red Panda without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's phenomenal. Red Panda's pretty good. She's okay. the one that has all the bowls of China, and she's on the unicycle, <laughs> and she throws them up and catches them on her head. What's funny to me is that that's funny to Tony. That's, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Knowing T, that's who he picked? All right, we'll end with this. <laughs> Predict the NBA Finals matchup for 2024, Demi Lazaga. Okay, I don't know much about, to be honest, I have to admit, but I'm going to go... Uh, Bucks Nuggets. All right. Bucks okay. Nuggets. Bucks Warriors. Ooh, Bucks Warriors. Tony Smith, the NBA Finals matchup. Denver, Milwaukee. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> both teams are phenomenal. I watched Denver last night. I'm assuming the Bucks are going to be as good. So 
Let's hope that's the matchup. All right. No dissension on the front end of that one. Go like Box. That. Box tonight. The season starts here on WTMJ. That's been your 5Q. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Going to stay wet for a little bit in parts of southeast Wisconsin. Storms possible this afternoon in a high of 67 degrees. 65 right now in Milwaukee. Had a powerful segment with our Iraq and Afghanistan war veteran, Brandon Snide, who produces the show for Steve and uh, does sports for uh, Wisconsin's Morning News. And if you want to hear any part of that, we were talking about the mass shooting today in Maine. Uh, reportedly a veteran who was suffering from mental health issues. And we were asking Brandon about his service and the things that he went through. Shared a lot. We had that situation in Germantown, too, on Monday, where that sounds like that was a, a veteran, too, struggling with some PTSD. So if you missed that segment, it was really powerful. Brandon was super open yep. sharing about his personal experience and offering his perspective. That and all of the segments that we do every day on Wisconsin's Morning News are available on the podcast. You go to WTMJ.com, click on our podcast page, Wisconsin's Morning News. It's right there. Also, Spotify, Apple, wherever yep. you get your podcasts. So catch up on the show anytime.